Chronic illness can be an all-consuming experience. I have suffered with chronic illness for over 20 years, and there is no doubt managing a chronic condition can be a full-time job with no perks or time off. It affects every facet of your life, but you are not alone. Join me as we hear real stories of people living with chronic illness, their challenges, their victories, and the treatments and coping strategies they use to get through the day. I am not my pain, and neither are you. Welcome back to I Am Not My Pain podcast. Last week, we heard from a husband and wife duo, Carol and F.J. Griffiths. Carol and F.J. were happily married with two young sons when a severe disabling back injury at work in 1978 started Carol's 44-year journey with chronic illness. Carol was diagnosed with post-polio syndrome in 1985, dystonia in 2005, and Sjogren's syndrome in 2009. Her neuromuscular conditions interact with each other, causing weakness, pain, spasms, and fatigability. Her health challenges limit her activities and now her mobility. As any person with a chronic illness understands, Carol was forced to adapt her life and her relationships but we sometimes forget that the rest of the family must adapt as well. Her husband, FJ, stayed steadfast by Carol's side, adding responsibilities to his role as a father, as well as a caregiver to his wife. They even wrote a truly compelling book together called Sun Breaks in Unending Storms, sold now on Amazon. I was lucky to get a copy, and will include the link to buy in the episode description. Sunbreaks and Unending Storms not only shares Carol and FJ's harrowing journey, but it includes interviews with other families who live with chronic illness and offers solutions to practical issues, emotions, relationships, and spiritual questions which arise due to chronic illness. Last week, Carol shared her story and the challenges her disabilities created when being a wife and a mother. If you haven't already listened, I would highly encourage you to go back and check it out. Today, we're going to discuss the judgments they faced due to Carol's invisible disability, how they shared Carol's ever-evolving disability with their children, and their advice for a chronically ill parent as well as their significant other. Plus, they share more about how they find hope in challenging times and why they decided to write their book. Let's tune in to the rest of their interview. And Carol, I was curious, too, for you... You know, did you ever feel, you know, any judgment from others, including other moms, teachers, you know, especially since, you know, you said your illness was invisible back then, or some of it was during some years, you know, did you have anything like that happen? I think I was pretty lucky. I don't think I felt too much judgment. Oh, good. The most judgment came from unbelieving doctors. For some extended family who didn't believe it, but I know that it's just a very common occurrence for many with chronic illnesses. Um, I think one reason I didn't is that I own was a small town and we had the problems before we moved there. So the mom and teachers just accepted me like I was. I can understand this can be a problem for others. The possible answer for parents Mm. is to accept yourself and ignore the remarks and innuendos. I can see, though, 
then I think maybe our kids might have had a little problem with this is when there's a problem for the children, when the other children whose parents might have talked down to them about you, and then those children talk to your children, they could say some not nice things. And I think what you can do then, all you can do is love your kids and help them to learn how to deal with negative situations, which will prove helpful when they're adults because like, just it's that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. So FJ, I wanna know what you have to add here. So, I mean, did you feel or see any judgment, you know, about having Carol's illness or anything? Some judgment about it. uh, Just some said uh, or thought, and said, you're just being lazy, you just get up and go. And even some doctors who said, uh, just start walking, it'll strengthen your back and you'll be better. One person told me that, or told her when I was listening to, she should just get up and be well. You know, that is not a possibility, of course. And uh, I did hear some things from some of the people that didn't understand. And Mm -hmm. at this point in time, her what she was going through, neurological problems, it's kind of like a new frontier in medicine. And and a lot of people, even doctors, didn't understand it or admit that it was real. And I had one, uh, one doctor told me we needed to work together to get her mind accepting and dealing with the problem correctly. That, uh, and this was a doctor who didn't believe in post-polio mm. problems. Yes, there was some judgment. Carol's illness affected the kids. I mean, not obviously greatly because uh, they're, you know, they're doing well and they don't seem to recall a lot, but I mean, they must've learned a lot from this as well. I mean, what do you think this taught them? You're, you know, managing this illness all these years, watching their mom and, you know, manage all this and then their dad helping out. I mean, what do you think that taught them? On the negative side, they had to carry more responsibilities because of it. And I was unable to interact with them as I would have liked. But on the positive side, they learned discipline. They learned how to cooperate in a group, in our case, the family. They learned how to deal with negative situations. They learned firsthand that terrible things just happen in life. So they didn't grow up expecting life to be easy. They learned object lessons on accepting the hard along with the good. Mm -hmm. And I think this part is important to offset the negative FJ and I deliberately chose to find opportunities for them to just be kids. I love that. That's a great advice on so many levels. Such wonderful suggestions. So this kind of leads me right to my next question, but are there any more suggestions you would give a mom starting out with a chronic illness, especially maybe an invisible one that people may not see? Okay, my first And most important advice is they need love, they need security, and they need guidance. 
And I would say, give them a chance to be a child, as I said a while ago, not a miniature adult. They are going to have more responsibilities than other children. So build in fun times. Give them time for friends. Have them have age-appropriate activities. Encourage their schooling. And as far as it's possible, seek to keep your problems from impacting them. For a negative example, I read lots. That wasn't the negative part. The negative <laughs> part was I reacted negatively when interrupted, even for reasonable reasons. That did not convey love or acceptance. It did show them that no parent is perfect. It's just that invisible disabilities complicate matters. Consider an apology, consider asking forgiveness, and then deal with their situation, whatever it was they interrupted you for in the first place. If you're a Christian, watch your child for spiritual problems that may arise. Watch to see that they don't blame God or deny his existence. I have seen that happen too. Help them to come to terms with this loving, powerful God who yet lets his children hurt. Share helpful verses. Enable them to be part of a Christian age-related group. A little bit different level, you need an engaged, supportive spouse who will become your invaluable asset. Now, sometimes this might not be possible. You might be a single parent. In which case, I guess I would say, look for a really good friend that could help you. Um, you might have an unsupportive spouse. In that instance, try to change the situation. Do you know why they're unsupportive? Maybe open if hard communication might help. Seek a support group in person if possible. Mm or online and social media. However, I always warn people, know the source, be sure it's reliable, be as sure as you can that it's confidential. Other sources, you can research, you can read blogs, you can read books. Marital difficulties are widespread problem for the chronically ill. I think I read somewhere like it, divorce rates 50% or something. It, it's pretty high because the spouse, maybe they just can't deal with it or maybe they don't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And that's got to be a tough situation. For me, FJ supports me by helping me when it's needed. He makes me laugh. He helps me remember my purpose. He encourages spiritual activities, and most of all, he loves me unconditionally. That's a big thing. So FJ, what would your advice be to a spouse that has, you know, a loved one that has an invisible illness, you know, that limits what they're able, their abilities in a sense? To have um, endurance, mm. because it's going to be hard. And there's times when uh, it's very difficult to keep on keeping on and uh, to stay beside the one that 
in suffering, you need to have an all-encompassing love that surrounds them and their problems and all the things that come to them, things that just don't seem natural. And here you have to love the unnatural. <laughs> That's not always a real easy thing. Mm -hmm. But I would say compassion is certainly important. Work at it. <laughs> Have a lot of compassion. You're going to need it. I would also add perception about the loved one's limits. What can this person do and not do? Because there are things that uh, they'll want to do that might cause them to do too much. Have you ever heard of doers? I have on very close to me sometimes. There are limits to what can be done um, by these people. Their capabilities are, are something you just need to watch and learn about what I just said, what perceives their limitations. Very important. Very important. Very true. How do you think from both of you, uh, FJ and Carol, you know, how do you think your relationship has changed over the years? I mean, I know it had to have from when you first got married to now, like anybody would change, but yours had to change even more. I think my health problems only deepen that relationship. And the only explanation I have is God. He mm -hmm. just gave us the strength to face what we had to face. He enabled our love and acceptance of each other, faults and shortcomings and all. That's exactly what I would say. When someone asks me, I say, we've been married for 56, 59, 56 years. Okay. I'm not in trouble yet, am I? <laughs> uh, anyway, and they say, well, how do you do that? And I say, simply God. He enables me to do it. He enables her to do it. And uh, so to God be the glory, great things he has done. So love be the world, he gave us his son. I like that song. <laughs> anyway, that, that's what I would say. So, you know, FJ, being a full-time caretaker, what is the emotional and physical toll that you experience? There's sadness. There's physical drain. You get drained out at times with going through the emotional stress of what's happening to this one that you've loved and might even love you or he. <laughs> <laughs> you miss this person. You have to go do things that you used to do together. We always used to do the grocery shopping together. And um, most other shopping we did together. And now, I find myself doing a lot of it by myself. And I'm, you know, I'm learning and getting better at it. <laughs> but uh, I still would rather she was with me because uh, I, I just like her being around, but she's not able. So sometimes there's loneliness, a little bit of loneliness. Like you see a beautiful, something beautiful, walking the trail by the lake which is near our house. And I just get a thrill out of what God has made. It's better than what man makes, in my opinion. I even love this woman that he's created. <laughs> but 
sadness is, what she's going through. Have days when I feel physically worn out and uh, I would like a three week vacation <laughs> with, with her able to be as she was. Mm. And we would share walking the trails together and seeing the flowers high up the alpine growth we used to be able to hike up to see. I miss that. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I'm still thankful though for God giving me the strength to attempt to do good for her. And I, I do want her to be healed. And I still pray mm -hmm. that God will heal her. But one of the greatest comforts for me is uh, the example set by a person named Johnny Erickson Tata, because it encourages her, it encourages me, and uh, love you, babe. Oh my goodness, you guys are the cutest ever, and uh, something to aspire to be in a relationship like yours, because that is incredible. It, I think for a lot of chronically ill, we go through a process of kind of grieving the life we lost in a sense, and then accepting the life we have and then moving forward, you know, as best we can. And Amen. then you forget about the spouse and the significant other that they have to do the exact same thing as us. And yes. in, a, in just a different way. Yeah. It, almost the same way, but, but just slightly different. And you also have to take care of yourself, which is not easy when you are, a caregiver. So what do you try to do for yourself to kind of take care of yourself? Well, I thank God about every day for the physical therapist. I've had four back surgeries and oh. uh, I've got two, uh, two fusions in my back, one in the neck and one in C4 and 5. Going through that recovering, the physical therapists were so great and it's God's gift to health. <laughs> I do the exercises that I've learned from them, and I really enjoy doing them because I've I grew up with an axe in my hand chopping wood. Oh my <laughs> and, goodness! Uh, I I substituted when I left home and and uh, got on my own. I I took up exercising mm. with uh, you know weights and whatever was in the gym and walking. And physical exercise is very helpful, gives me a lift, but also reading the Bible daily and singing hymns, which I just take a hymn book and start singing. And I love it. And it helps me. For me, I watch Adrian Rogers on TV. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's passed on, of course, you know that probably, but he is a still a fantastic preacher even from the beyond <laughs> and she watches uh with that guy ed young senior mm -hmm. and he he helps her so yeah. the spiritual is so important we actually have devotions and we pray together every day god it. comes through it does and i think devotions remind us to appreciate what we have, appreciate each other, appreciate God, all those things that we kind of forget in the hustle and bustle of the day. So it's nice that you take the time every day to do that because it it does kind of replenish 
a part of your spirit that you need to have, you know, with, especially with everything going on in your life. For both FJ and Carol, you know, how were you able to maintain such a strong relationship? And I know we've kind of gone into this a little bit already, but, you know, especially through turbulent times, what would you say? <clears throat> On a human level, we each seek the other's good. One might need to act beyond the comfort level. For instance, I'm tired, but mm -hmm. Carol needs something. So I get up and do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I call these pop-ups because mm -hmm. I have to pop up and go do it. <laughs> and uh, sit down and get comfortable. And only then I know I need to get up because she needs something. At times when my fatigue is not overwhelming, I cook for Joe, even though I'm tired. Mm. We choose to spend time, quality time together. And we've solved a lot of mysteries with J.B. Fletcher. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we've also have a nightly comedy hour. I call it humor exercise. After all, Reader's Digest was right when they said uh, laughter is good medicine. Mm -hmm. Definitely. The bottom line is we pay attention to and support each other. How do you find hope and purpose through your journey? Because this is a long journey you've been on with a lot of ups and downs. And you know, how do you find that hope and purpose? As to hope, there are three reasons. Number one is Jesus Christ. He enables us to live this difficult life now. Number two is that we look forward someday to forever sunny days in heaven. Number three is people. We're both blessed with good families. We had fantastic parents and fun siblings. We have sons, daughter-in-laws, grandkids that bring us hope and joy. And as to purpose, our number one purpose is to help people, especially telling about Jesus. FJ's profession was the pastoral ministry, and he was also an Army Reserve chaplain. About seven years ago, <clears throat> an additional purpose grew and grew. Knowing we prospered despite challenges, we felt the need to share with others. We wanted to, we wanted them to know how we did it and that they can do it too. So I designed my website and blog and we co-wrote our book. And now here we are today. That's awesome. So, I mean, we mentioned the book in the introduction and you just mentioned it again. Why don't you share a little more about your book and you know, how you came up with the title? I love the title. Okay, we wrote it with a twofold purpose. One, we wanted to help people directly mm -hmm. by bringing hope and encouragement to those who suffer so they can thrive and find purpose. We also wanted to bring help indirectly by presenting information about what invisible disabilities are, especially to compassionate bystanders. Having thrived 44 years with Carol's limitations, we share hope with others. And the title, we always have 
Unending Storms was always part of the title mm -hmm. because that's what we call our lives, a life of unending storms. Not that they're 24 seven, but they come and go and mostly come and never stay away completely. But when we moved to the Northwest of the United States, weather forecasters used the term we had not heard before, sunbreaks. So we combined these two terms for the title, sunbreaks and unending storms. It acknowledges ongoing problems, yet includes good times we enjoyed. We also included people with other invisible disabilities. Mm -hmm. My problems are neurological, yet invisible disabilities come in all shapes and sizes. There's blindness, there's deafness, there's autoimmune diseases. You could just go on and on and on. Mm -hmm. So we included stories of families dealing with other types of disorders, including heart transplant. Um, we wrote together so we could see this. So other, okay. We wrote together so others could see the spouse's viewpoint and realize invisible disabilities affect more than the individual. If you um, aren't aware of the 23 million people who have these disabilities, our book will help you to understand what they go through and uh, make hopefully make you a, an aware person who uh, also is a compassionate person. And when you see these people you could run into, at least give them a hi, a thumbs up or something, uh, keep going or <laughs> you can make it. Yeah. And to not look at them and say, but you don't look disabled or you don't look sick. Like that's a no, no, people. No, no. Shame, shame. Don't do that. Don't do yeah. that. You just have to realize no one ever fully knows what's going on underneath the surface ever. And that's why kindness and those types of traits and compassion are so important because you don't know what that other person's going through. And it is a really neat book, especially if you have an invisible disability, but honestly, just a chronic illness in general it shows you so many different perspectives. It also kind of hones in on different questions that happen to you or that you think of while you're going through this process as not just even the chronically ill, but the spouse or a loved one that is also going on this journey with them. So it's in the, in the conflict and the other things you're going to face, they're very realistic about their approach. I mean, it's not all sunshine and roses and everything, you know, it's, it's real. And, and, and that's why I liked it so much was that it was a realistic point of view, but also it did have this sense of hope and purpose to it that, you know, made you have hope and to see you too, honestly, gives me hope because to have two people that have had to deal with what you've had to deal with in your lifetime and to sit here and to be so grateful and to still have the love in your hearts and God in your hearts and all those things. It is, it is incredible. And, and I'm honored that you guys came on the show and I really, really appreciate it. It's been fantastic. 
And I do want to take a minute just to say that you can go and learn more about Carolyn FJ. You can go to their website, which is uh, sunbreaksbooks.com. And you can also buy their book, Sunbreaks and Unending Storms on Amazon. Or you can request a free copy on your library app or through your librarian. If you or a loved one live with chronic illness, this book, again, truly a wonderful resource. And if you want to follow Carol's journey, you can go to her website, www.navigatingthestorms.com. I will have all of these websites in the episode description, so nobody has to remember this right now, but you can find it all in the episode description when this airs. So thank you guys again so much. Lucas, thank you for having us. I, I agree with that. Well, thank you guys so much. I'm so glad this worked out. I'm so glad we could do it. It's, it's really an honor. It was wonderful. And, um, and thank you all so much to my listeners for tuning in today. And remember, you are not alone. And you are not your pain. Like the show? Please subscribe and leave a review. Or to learn more about the show or how to become a guest, simply visit our website at www.iamnotmypainpodcast.org. That is iamnotmypainpodcast.org. Your story matters. We look forward to hearing from you. Hi, this is Keith. I am a martial arts therapist at the Hero Circle a global healing and wellness initiative inspired by the children of kids kicking cancer. Would you like to discover the power of your breath while fueling the purpose of thousands of sick children across the globe? Simply check out our free adult meditation catalog at herocircle.org forward slash meditations. To learn more about our program and our inspirational little heroes, visit our website at herocircle.org. From all of us at the Hero Circle, we wish you a wonderful day. Power, peace, purpose.